with HelpAlongTheWay.com podcast, we have Chris from Internal Bleeding. So welcome, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. So for metal fans who are new to Internal Bleeding, we know you've been around for a while. So tell us who the members of the band are. Uh, there's me, who's the founder, Chris Prevellis. I play guitar. Uh, there's Brian Hobby, who uh, used to be our original bass player, who now plays guitar. Um, Bill Tolley, who's another original member of the band. He's the drummer. Jason Liff is the bass player, and Keith DeVito is the vocalist. Awesome, awesome. So what would you say is the biggest inspiration for the album Imperium? The biggest in- inspiration? Um, believe it or not, it's our, uh, I would say that it's our past history is the biggest inspiration. Um, for anybody who knows our past history, it's, it's a long history. It's 23, 24 years um, We've suffered through a lot of abuse from record labels, uh, a lot of abuse from the, uh, from the press who really didn't understand the type of music we were making. Um, so I, I don't want to say the album is a revenge album, but it's, but it, but it's certainly fueled by a lot of the, the, the heartache and disappointment and, and abuse we took over that long period of our history. So I would say that's primarily the uh, primarily the inspiration for everything. So, so we, would it be fair to say so? If life gives you a lemon, then you make lemonade with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you got to make the you got to make the you got to make the best out of a, a bad situation. So that's what we. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I know there is. Um, you got to make the best out of a bad situation, and uh, rather than uh, I don't know, you know, not to, I don't want to say sound like, like any kind of cliche or anything, but rather to, <laughs> than turning to excessive drinking that drowned out our collective sorrows and problems that we've had over the past, we turned it into music, which uh, we're all very happy about. And uh, yeah. I, think, I think that comes across, I think that comes across in, in, in the lyrics and in the music that there, there, there's a real uh, emotional factor to the music. Um, one of the reasons we, we chose the vocal approach that we chose on this album is because we wanted to have a, a bit of emotion in there instead of, you know, your typical death grunting, which to me is kind of emotionless. So we really worked hard on getting everything to sound really tortured and really twisted. So, so that could, people can feel kind of what we, what we've gone through, even though, you know, I don't know if they will, but that's that, at least from our viewpoint, um, that's where we're coming from. Yeah, and, and that brings up a good point, uh, two good points, actually. Uh, I saw an interview one time uh, with Doyle uh, from the Misfits, or when he was with the Misfits, and one of the points he made when playing live is he doesn't want to hear the music, he wants to feel the music, right? Absolutely, a- absolutely. And um, <laughs> you know what, I, I, you know, that's a great, that's a great point, and, but I also think I would take what, what, what Doyle said further in that... In that um, when you listen to a record or, or something, especially an internal bleeding record, you want to feel it um, as, well as, as well as hear it. I mean, I understand that you hear it, but um, we want you to feel it. We want you to feel the thump. We want you, we want, you know, we based our whole approach to music on groove and death metal. So we want you to feel that. We want you to lock into that groove, you know, and, you know, before you know it, I mean, you're listening to the song, but, but, you also realize that your head's going up and down the whole time, 
you know, almost like a subconscious thing, you know, and, and, and you're feeling it as well as experience listening to it, you know. That's so, feeling is real important, and we wanted people to really feel it as well as hear it and, you know, understand the riffs and understand the lyrics and things like that. And, and yeah. just to be really heavy, as heavy as we can make it. You know, we, we made the guitars as heavy as we could so that they, you know, if you had a, real, a nice stereo system with, if you had a nice stereo system with, with, with a lot of bass, it really it just overwhelms you and you, you really feel it. And, and um, you know, we hope we accomplish that. I think we did, but, you know, that's up to the listener and everybody else to decide. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> so you're talking about record labels. How did y'all meet up with Unique Leader? I mean, they seem to... Uh, I've been following some of their bands for a few years now, and they the past couple of years seem to have really taken off and all with high-caliber bands. I would consider high-caliber bands from across the world. So how did y'all meet up with them? Well, I've known... I mean, I've known Eric for... Oh, God. I've known Eric since we since we started. You know, he played in Deeds of Flesh, which is a great band. Um, so I've known him from back in the day. Um, and, uh, you know, when we, when we made this demo, he was one of the first labels to say, oh, I want to listen to this, and I want to... You know, we made a demo last year. Um that only circulated to labels, you know, and he was one of the first person people to jump on saying, Oh, I want to give this a listen, you know, and our management, uh, our manager has experience working with Eric too. So that, that, that worked in his favor. And he offered us, listen, he offered us great terms. He offered us a lot of freedom. Um, he offers us a lot of ownership of our music. Um, and you know, we got offers from some bigger labels, but it actually kind of, I don't want to say it scared us, but, you know, we had been on some bigger labels before, and, and we always ended up uh, at the bottom of the pile and lost. So mm-hmm. um, we thought with going a smaller, you know, more independent label would be a, a, a wiser choice for us. And, and so far, it's been great because Eric's been, you know, I speak to Eric constantly, and... Um, we have a good working relationship, so I'm I'm really excited about about what's going on. Great guy, so uh, I can't complain, you know. And <laughs> so uh, and he tell, you know, he gives us, I uh, you know he he gives us reports. Like I know what's going on. Like I know how well I know that the pre-sales are doing well. I know what's going on in radio. You know, I don't I don't even have to ask. Or, or or beg like I used to to get reports, you know. And I don't with Eric. I with Eric and Unique Leader. I don't. I get them. They show up in my inbox before That's I awesome. ask. Yeah. So so it feels like family, you know. So I'm hoping that um, you know whether this is stepping stone to something bigger or this is where we stay. It's all good. I'm very happy. Yeah. You know. That's awesome to hear. So in terms of, of the lyrics, um, what, and basically it leads to my next question. So the world can be a really fouled up place, right? So is there any peace of mind or will God bring justice in the end? Is there any peace of mind? Oh, that's a good question. Um, there, you know, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a religious person, so I don't think, uh, I don't think God's going to make everything great. At the end, uh, my wife would would disagree with what I just said because she's pretty religious, which makes for funny conversations in my house. Um, but I, I, human nature being what it is, um, I don't think mankind is going to kill itself. 
I just think that we will forever have a certain segment of, of, of the world at, at times going through hell through mm-hmm. and certain, certain things going, you know, going through peace. There's always going to be, you're never going to get rid of starvation. You're never going to get rid of war. You can't, it's, it's human nature unless you, unless you program people out of that, if, if there is, but, but there always be, somebody somewhere who wants more than everybody else and will do what it takes to get more. And, 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 you know, I didn't mean to swerve into this, but this is where the whole patterns of force trilogy comes from is from Mm -hmm. what I just, what I just said that there'll always be one person who wants more, no matter how peaceful the world is and we can be in Kumbaya land and everybody's getting along and blah, blah, blah. There'll be that one person who says, fuck this. I want a bigger house fuck this, I want more land for my farm. And he'll do what he can, whether it's killing people, recruiting people to kill people, it's just going to happen. And, 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 and everything is so random, so there's always, we're never going to have a nirvana. However, the majority of the planet is doing okay, and people are having decent lives. But there's, you know, there's always going to be struggle, there's always going to be suffering, and as soon as you make peace with that, I think uh, everybody will be a lot happier. Um, The worst thing is when you get people in in government who think they can fix every problem in the world. They create more problems than they fix, and they create more suffering. So, you know, that's what happens. You know, you get the unintended consequences. So I guess we're stuck with what we're stuck with. Yeah. Yeah. As unpleasant as unpleasant as that may sound, but it's not. You know, we you know we watch the news and we see a lot of tragedy and misery, but a lot of people live good lives too. So yes. you know you have to balance it out. You can't let the media affect everything. Uh, you can't let the media affect everything. Everything you you feel and 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 you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I know so, exactly what. You're saying. So. That's why I don't watch the news anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I watch the news because I'm a, I, I watch the news because I'm a political junkie. But um, other than that, uh, you know, what I say is what I believe is that you know a majority. You know, I just have to look around my neighborhood, and people are doing fine. People are happy with kids. You know, they might be struggling a little, but we sure have come a long way in the past hundred years, or the past twenty years. Look how far we've come. Is as human beings with technology and conveniences and, and, you know, the poor today have it so, so much better off than the poor had it in the 1950s, for example, That's right. you know, so, so we are moving forward, but again, there'll always be the suffering, the war, the selfishness, the greed, you know, we're just not yeah. going to get rid of it. I gotcha. Uh, next section, uh, touring and your life set. Okay. So how did y'all get on the Massive Carnival of Death Suffocation Tour? How did we? Well, we have the same booking agent as Suffocation, and we're good friends with Suffocation. I mean, we've known them since they started pretty much. Yeah. And they've known us, and it's always been a dream to do, to get out a bunch of New York bands together. So um, it came true this time. You know, plus we got Jungle Rotten Cataclysm, and you can't forget Pyrexia is on the bill too. So, I mean, you got a hell of a bill there. You know, you got three New York bands, and then you've got you know, and then you've got some variety in there. You got somebody you got from Canada, and you got from Illinois. So, I mean, it's a really great, it's 
it's a great mix of music, you know. So uh, exactly. we're, real, we're real happy that we got on the tour, especially since it starts like two, three days after our album comes out. Right. You Just know. in time. Just in time. Yep. So, so this new album is nearly one hour in length. Yep. How long of a set will you guys have since there's so uh, many fans uh, on the bill? Unfortunately, we only have 30 minutes, which sucks, but, you know, it's better than nothing. Hopefully, the next tour we do, we're gonna be we'll be higher up on the food chain and get a longer set. Right. Okay. You know, but we have thirty minutes, so uh, the set as it's panning out is gonna be a nice mix of old and new, because um, you know you, you, we we have a lot of fans who have been we have a lot of fans who have been been with us for a long time. So, you know, we play a lot of old stuff and we're gonna play a lot of new stuff, and we have we're gonna put a lot in and out of rotation. So, it's gonna be fun. Awesome. So one thing I, I look for, just as a, a music fan and specifically metal fan, I look for and I listen for in live shows is how well the song, the live song or songs mirror the recording. Because sometimes the recording world is a lot different than the live set, and it's very rare that I think that bands out there can produce and sound like they do on CD, right? If I buy something, I want to hear it play, right? So, with that, uh, there's one particular track. Um, it's Fabricating Bliss, I think. Uh, it seems like there's some reverb playing around with one of the, the vocal parts there. Is that something you're all going to do live as well? Uh, no, no. Um, and that's a, good, you know, that's a good question, and, it, and that's a good discussion. Uh, oh, you mean at the end of Fabricating Bliss, the closing? Yes, yes. I I know what you're talking about with the echo on it, on Keith's voice. Yeah. No, I mean we added that we added some little enhancements throughout the CD that that we probably can't reproduce on a now if, uh, you know we'd like to, but you know the sound man who's going to be doing this tour isn't going to care a whit about what we want. You know. <laughs> yeah, he's got his plate full. <laughs> Right, so 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 if we had our own sound man, or or the sound man was was, or we were higher on the bill, and the sound man was being paid as you know x amount of money to to make sure our sound was exactly the way it should, he would know to put up the reverb and the echo in those parts, but he's not going to know, so um, it's not going to happen. However, having said that, we did a lot of the album very stripped down so that it would sound when we played live it would sound very close to live the whole like the whole intro to the patterns of force with the acoustic guitars and all that that we're going to recreate live you know most everything we can recreate live and that's one of the reasons we kept things stripped down and we didn't do a lot of crazy overdubbing and stuff because we wanted to be able to we wanted to be close to the live experience as possible but we do, we do a lot of, we do a lot, it might sound like the record, but we'll take parts and we'll slow them down when we're playing live. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on how we're feeling. Um, so one of the things that I, I think is nice about seeing us is you're not exactly sure what we're going to do when we play live. Is it going to be exactly like the record? Maybe. Are we going to slow parts down? We might. Are we going to speed parts up? We might. You know, we, we, we constantly change things up a little bit, especially, especially in a live situation, because 
certain riffs and certain things in a live situation sound great slower, maybe, maybe 20 beats per minute slower or 10 beats per minute slower. But when you listen to it on an album, you're going to fall asleep. Yeah, I hear so, you. You understand what I'm saying? So oh, there's yeah. Certain, there's certain parts we have that on, that on the album that we know live we're going to play slower because you'll feel it more. But it has to be the right, it has to be the right tempo on the recording so that when you're listening to it, your attention is on that and you, you don't start fading. So um, I know that's a roundabout way of answering your question. I I wanted to give you kind of a 360-degree perspective of how I look at what you're asking. No, that's good because that kind of segues into the next question. So are you all going to be doing any live um video recording with soundboard audio maybe for yeah, a, a live yeah, uh, we something? have a, we, we have a couple of things we have a couple of things lined up i hope they happen um and you know how these things are with logistics they could fall apart but we have we have three shows um that we're supposed to have people recording at and then i'm going to hopefully edit it all together into a dvd because i've been filming a lot of a lot of b-roll and backstory for the past two years that i have collected on my computer so we want to kind of make we want to be able to come out with a DVD. That's our plan. Whether it's going to happen or not, I don't know. I just don't know. Okay, hopefully so. But but but, but it's in, but it's in it it it's it's been started. You know, but like I said, logistics all fall apart. You know, one one guy who's going to film says, oh, "I can only be there from nine to 10. Well, if we go on from eight to nine, he's not going to be able to film it. You know. So, yeah, a lot of it so, is the timing, just like you said. Right, right, right. So there's a, there's a whole lot of logistical issues we have to deal with. Okay. So uh, next topic, um, I call this off-topic or thoughts on current events. So okay. um, I didn't completely tell you the truth in that I don't watch the news anymore. I do watch news, but here and there. I avoid local news because it's only bad news around here. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, one thing that, that catches my attention is just kind of a global scope of what's going on in the world. So what are your thoughts on reports of, of uh, ISIS being in the border town right across from El Paso, Texas? Uh, it's creepy. Um, oh, you really want to get me started on this? <laughs> We've got a few more questions, so it's up to you. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's creepy, and 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 personally, I think um, we knew ISIS was going to be a problem a long, far before all this stuff developed. Um, we have been keeping tabs on them for a while. We knew what was going. You know, our problem is. And I'm talking about America. Our problem is, is ever since Vietnam, pretty much, we've never wanted to fight a war to win. Um, no. I, I, I personally think that all political correctness should go out the window. And, you know, I, 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 need, I, need, you know, I need to see a, a, another General Schwarzkopf or, or, or General or, or Patton or MacArthur, somebody who's aggressive, who's going to take the fight to the enemy, and who's going to kill them and destroy them and humiliate them. Because honestly, that's the only, you know, war does solve problems, but you have to win it. <laughs> you know, and, and I think America, I think America in the past, I don't know how many years has been, you know, our political leaders have been more afraid of what the New York Times is going to say than they are about winning a war. 
You know, people are going to die. It's unfortunate. It's the way it is. But you know what? I would rather some, a bunch of people, a bunch of savages who are hell-bent on killing us die than you or my kids or my wife. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what it comes down to when you're in a, when you're in a, when you're in a street yard brawl. And that's, that's, that's right. what it it's an absolute It's an absolute shame, and it's a disgrace. Um, yeah. So it's us or them. I and, agree and, with And we, I think, you know, we can go further, and I will pin most of the problems that are going on in the world right now, Russia's aggression, China's, China's domination, all of that is due to the fact that we're acting weak. Amen. <laughs> okay. Um, weakness is the, you know, Sun Tzu says it in the, in, the, in the art of war. You want people to attack you, act weak. Or you want to lose your power, act weak, you know, and we're acting weak. And so every, every two-bit asshole in the world is, is taking advantage of the fact that we're weak and that we project no strength. You know, uh, people all over the world might bitch about us because we're so big. Oh, and wouldn't it be great if America's knocked down to size? Well, okay, so now we're weak. We're right where you, all you complainers want us to be. And look what the fuck is going on in the world. You know, it's the truth. I hate to say it. That's at least that's the truth as I see it. You know, we unfortunately were the, are pretty much the glue that holds keeps the world stable, and now right. it's not. You know, you know. I mean, you know, if 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 Ronald Reagan was president, uh, you know, Putin would not be moving into the Ukraine. Believe me. <laughs> you know, it would have been stopped cold whether economically or, 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 or militarily. You know, if we had a president who was decisive and who knew what the hell was going on and understood that the world is, a gr- uh, is governed by force, unfortunately. He doesn't, that, he, doesn't understand, he doesn't understand that, and it's a shame. Yeah, that leads into our next question. <clears throat> so, do you think Russia will invade other former states as it has Ukraine? Oh, wow. Do I think... I think right now Putin is seeing what he can get away with, and I don't, I don't think so, and here's why. Because I think Putin is taking things really slow, and it'll all depend on the next election and who wins the presidency. Um, if a president comes in and he's strong and starts getting this country's shit back together militarily and economically, I think Putin will stop. If we're still weak... I think Putin will make small moves until he swallows up. He won't be aggressive like Stalin was, but he, you know, the guy's KGB. He was. Mm -hmm. He still is. You know, he believes in Mother Russia, and that's okay, but he's going to try to take what he can take. You know, and it all depends on our weakness, and he'll just take, he'll take whatever he wants until he gets stopped, you know, either by, by a resistance group you know, like he got stopped in Afghanistan in the like they got stopped in Afghanistan in the eighties, or after ten years of fighting, yep. Yeah, right, right, or you know, or something else. You know, so we'll see. You know, I I, I think he's he's intent on on my opinion is he's intent on reforming the Soviet Union. I don't think he can do it, but I think he's intent on doing it or trying. Right. So okay. Well, let, let me ask you real quick. We've got about six more minutes. Do you have another call coming up quickly? No, no, go ahead. Okay, okay, great. This is great, by the way. I, I really enjoyed this. So, oh, good. Uh, back to the conversation. Sure so, essentially, we're talking about patterns of force, right? It's one of the one of the tracks, or one of the the three tracks, if you will, on the on the the new CD, right? Yeah. So, 
we're talking about uh, global or international force. Now, looking domestically. So, the NFL. Why is domestic abuse acceptable in exchange for money? That's a great question. Because money trumps everything. You want to be? You want, let me be cold and and dry about it. Money. Tr- <laughs> you know, the last incident happened. You know, his wife came out and defended him. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's all about the money. You know, I mean that statement. You know, that, unfortunately, that statement is true. It's all about the money. So you know, the NFL probably turned their other way, and um, you know, the NFL is greedy and they want to make money, and they do make a lot of money. You know, so they don't pay attention to things like this. You know, now they have to. Um, however, I'm, you know, I'm a little torn because now there's a hole. How do I explain this? Now there's a hole in the, how, now there's a hole in the NFL, and people have been gunning for football for the longest time, and every piece of work is going to come out of the woodwork and attack football and try to turn football into soccer. You watch. <laughs> yes. Everything will I mean, be you're demonized. La- you're, 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 you're laughing, but, you know, okay, so fine. Now, if, you know, before it was the domestic abuse, then it, first it was the concussions. Now it's the domestic abuse. Now it's going to be something It's going to be after that, it's going to be something else. And they're going to they're pile rules on top of the players who don't want the rules, you know, and the game's going to be emasculated. That's where I see it going. Now, I yeah. grew up I grew up on I grew up on 70s football and you know, my heroes are the Oakland Raiders from the 70s and early 80s. That's my kind of football. Beat the Would living Would you say Eli- Lyle Alzado? Lyle Alzado, yeah, all the <laughs> Otis Sistrunk, you know, Lester Hayes. They went out, you know, and Al Davis told them, "Go out and just beat the fucking shit out of the other team and cheat." You know? That's that's my kind of that's my football, you know, and it's being I see it being destroyed, and 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 I guess I'm being nostalgic or whatever, but you know, it's just a shame because football is 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 modern day gladiators, you know, and it should be, you know, these guys are getting paid a lot of money, they know what they're getting into, they know that they can break their necks, they know that mm-hmm. they can break their legs, you know, they know the risks. Uh, um, I don't feel sorry for them when they get crippled or anything like that because they're. They went into, you know, they went into a sport. It's not like going into the military, you know. <laughs> I feel sorry for people who go into the military and get wounded, but I don't feel sorry for football players who get concussions, you know. I just don't. That's, that's the sport they chose. They get very well. Nowadays especially, they get very well compensated. Let them, let them have a war, you know. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what most of the players want, except quarterbacks and wide receivers, you know. <laughs> They want a war. They want, they want hits. You know, they want to. They want to maul people, and the crowd wants that too. I I agree with you. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out of the woodwork, and you know, like you say, these guys go into it, full disclosure. I mean, they got to sign their life away, and there's yeah. you know terms and conditions, right? If this happens, this happens, you still get paid. I fully agree with that, and so you make a lot of good points, and I'm sure we could go on for days just talking about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I know I'm, I know I sound like a knuckle dragging barbarian, but you know that's just the uh, the way it's it's the way it is, you know. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, uh, no, there's nothing wrong with that, man. So No, that's, uh, that's how I see it. So let me ask you this. Um, I just read recently, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this SpaceX company based out of California. So they had a $2.6 billion NASA contract signed to get astronauts flying into space again, some kind of capsule, something or other. Do you think that will ever serve any true purpose? I don't know. I, I I think one of the purposes... I think one of the great things about, let me put it this way. I think it's great because it says, look what we can fucking do. And if that's all it says, that's a hell of a lot. Because there's a lot of dreamers out there who are thinking about things and thinking about accomplishing great things. And if that inspires one person to to do something great, you know, it's worth it. Whether it's going to scientifically do anything, I don't know. I know that, that for me it's inspiring. So, you know. Well said. You know, I mean, really, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like one of those things where you're just like, hell yeah, look, look, look what we can accomplish. You know, you, 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 you know this, these guys started with a, a, a stupid dream and look where they are. You know, just like the just like the personal computer. I mean, like Steve Jobs. You know, and 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 and, and Wozniak. They had an idea, and look what happened. You know, I mean, it's just it's so inspiring to me. Stuff like that. So even even if somebody came up with a better paperclip, I'm inspired by it. You know, I mean, that that's just kind of the person I am. Um, but I think if, like I said, if that's the only thing that it accomplishes, it accomplished a great thing. <laughs> 